Welcome to the Summit Up Podcast. This is John, and this week is a little bit different. So I had the chance to sit down with some amazing uh, filmmakers and and cast for this this film called Last Chance. Um, It's about five teenagers labeled as troubled uh, as they go through a series of group counseling sessions where they each learn that outward appearances are not always reflective of a person's inner self and that healing can be found in unlikely places. It's a pretty incredible film about self-discovery and like identity and figuring out how to communicate trauma that you've experienced in your life. And then you can rely on those around you, even if outwardly you don't really come from, from similar backgrounds, that, that deep down we all share a connection. Um, it's, a, it's very similar to the to to the breakfast club. Uh, I really have enjoyed this discussion, uh, with these young people. We, we talked about mental health. We talked about, um, finding your place in, in high school and middle school and, and that sense of self-discovery there, uh, and, and healing versus, uh, punishment into today's judicial system. Uh, so I just want to go through real quick about all the different characters. Uh, I got a chance to stand with the director, the writer, and four of the main characters. And so here's a little quick synopsis of the film with the characters. So Marcel, who's labeled as a troubled teen, has been through a lot in his short life. Suffering through the loss of both of his parents, Marcel has made a few bad decisions that force him to choose between two options, going back to juvie or attending an after-school group counseling session with four other troubled teens from his school. Caroline, a spiraling alcoholic. Liza, a girl dealing dealing with severe mental health issues. Bryson, a struggling poet whose father does not understand him. And Simone, a former friend of Marcel who was punished for fighting her bullies. Together, these five teens, with the help of Dr. J, a school counselor, who has been tasked with rehabilitating these wayward teens, find that they have more in common than they first thought. Although outwardly, they are vastly different. Inside, they are all just struggling teens trying to fit into a society that has already decided who they are and that it does not want them. Amidst constant interference from Principal Andrews, a man who is waiting for the five teens to fall back into old patterns of misbehavior, Dr. J manages to create a safe environment where the five teens finally begin to feel accepted. Through multiple counseling sessions, these teens begin to find not only themselves, but that healing and friendship can come from the most unlikely places. I hope you guys enjoy our discussion with the cast and crew of Last Chance. So first of all, I appreciate all you guys being here, taking the time to do this. Uh, I know we've, it sounds like you all have a lot going on, so yeah. definitely means a lot. Um, so how, how did this whole project first come about? Um, and what, what, got, what got all you guys connected? Okay, so, um, well, I guess that's my question initially. Um, I was honestly just at work one day and I was on, in a Facebook film group, because I've always wanted to direct and everything anyway. But I saw a film festival um, at a Columbia Film Festival. And the due date seemed very doable. So I was like, oh, well, you know, I've always wanted to. I just never really, at that time, I hadn't had like a, a super high or a reason to go out and 
make a film because I always was trying to raise money, quote unquote. And so I just go home and I talk to my sister, who's the writer. And I was like, you know, I need an idea. Like the the deadline seemed doable, but I didn't have anything. So I needed a, an idea. And that was literally how it started. Man, so, so how long ago was that? November. Okay, so pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. So I guess with, I mean, because obviously no one could have predicted this, um, but it, the, the heart of the story here feels really resonant nowadays um, at, like, with everybody social distancing and really feeling, I think, a lot of like a lack of physical community. Do you, Josh, think that um, that this story is is able to resonate more with people nowadays, um, or or how do you think it it reacts to like a COVID centric world? Uh, I honestly think that it's it resonates still for sure, but I think it's a little harder to accomplish now because you know we're looking like we're just watching the news talking about schools who might not even be able to go back to physical schooling until january and all of the kids in our well yeah all of the guy people in our um in our movie have like homegrown issues that they come to school to escape but so it's like now it's like people the people in this story would not have had the chance to escape their issues and grow through the guidance counselor at school in a situation like COVID, where they can't even escape and go to school anymore mm. Mm. That's true. Yeah. Um, do you, do you think that part two is going to be them in a COVID world? Honestly, me and Jordan have literally not talked about part two at all. So (laughs) (laughs) one day at a time. (laughs) So, so Jordan, let me ask you then. So it sounds like you were kind of the, the, I don't want to say like the brains behind the project, but you were kind of the instigator for the story. Um, did did this come from like was it was like the heart of it like a, from a personal experience, or did, was this just something that you had seen in your own in your own life maybe just through um, like observation at, at your high school or your college, um, kind of like what was the what was the um, foundation for all this? Okay, so I'm currently in college. I'm an English major. I'm a double major in English and psychology. So this is like a combination of both of my fields of interest. So. This basically became, okay, this was, um, it was a combination of like everything for me. Some of the characters that I wrote were based off of situations that my friends have experienced or seen. Um, I also want to go into education, so I want to go into the teaching, possibly guidance counselor world. So this is more so like a projection of how I would like to go about like a situation like this, like dealing with children who society has cast out as problem children, yeah. how like a different type of way, other than like, instead of just punishment, basically, focusing more on reform. And I feel like in this country, we focus a lot on punishment before we practice reform. And I know in a lot of my counseling classes, a lot of my teaching classes, they're trying to steer a lot of teachers in the reform direction, but it's really hard in today's society. So this was like a combination of basically whimsical thinking on my part, um, projections of the future, 
um, new ways to deal with children who come from different types of situations, understanding that all, not all bad behavior is because the child is actually bad. There could actually be situations at home that influence that behavior. Um, so just giving different perspectives into like children's lives, basically. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I noticed that the, the, the things that, or the measures that you took um, or the characters took in these group meetings um, seemed really effective to them as characters were, were the techniques that, that they use or Dr. J use, was that something that you had been learning about? Was that um, like from real life experience? Um, mainly it was like, we don't necessarily have classes that teach specifically group therapy type oriented um, techniques. We have classes where they mainly focus on one-on-one type therapy. Um, mm -hmm. So this was a lot inspired from my group, my one-on-one um, -on -one therapy classes and outside um, resources, basically a lot of research on my part. I'm um, talking to my professors who are actual counselors and things like that. I'm um, just observing other guidance counselors and the things they talk about through like social media, um, things like that. So it's like a combination of just researching personal experience and classroom instruction, just a combination of things. But a lot, all the techniques were actual real like therapeutic techniques. Yeah, I mean, they seemed very effective and, and well, I mean, if, if I walked into it not knowing that that was a real technique, I mean, it seemed like it was very well executed, well thought out, like it, it um, definitely could have been applied in everyday life. So I mean, that was, it was very easy to connect with and relate to in that way. Um, yeah, so, so Sean, um, I, so obviously we were just talking about a second ago, um, you've got a lot of projects in the works. Yeah. Uh, you seem to be a very prominent musician. Um, I've, I'm a musician as well. I'm not just trying to like throw that out there or anything, but yeah. um, so I, I've seen firsthand how music can unify people and it's this real universal language. Um, do, when you think back, do you have any kind of like significant moments that, that come to mind when you think about how you've seen music connect people? Oh man, music is the, how would I say? Music is really the heartbeat of um, a lot of situations that people go through. You turn to music when you're upset, you turn to music when you're happy, you have music to, as the background to when you're doing homework or something like that. So music is really like a driving force, you know what I'm saying, um, throughout, people's lives in general a lot of times music becomes the escape when things like the counseling sessions or the school environment aren't a um option you know what i mean um mm -hmm. music becomes really the escape so i i think music is one of the most um prominent things in society that brings people together because no matter where you come from as long as there's a, 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 a instrumental or a singer that can kind of relate to a vast majority, I think that is one thing that can um, definitely bring people together for sure. So who's a, when you, when you think back, who's an artist or a group um, that comes to mind when you think of like a, a personal experience in your own life uh, that you, you were reaching out for like community for, for help um, maybe it was just a, a song or an artist that really just struck a chord with you, for lack of a better word. <laughs> right. Um, an artist that, that kind of 
brought that community. Um, I probably would have to go to like some of the greats like um, Michael Jackson, like Stevie Wonder. Those those guys are are, are artists and musicians that um, use music as a healing tool. You know what I'm saying? And and I was I grew up on those kinds um, of musicians where it was like the routine of you know a lot of people joke around like saturday morning the music is playing loud and that is a prominent voice that you'll hear you'll hear michael jackson playing loud and that's kind of like a hey this is a relaxing day this is a release day this is a a day where we can all come together i've definitely turned to to songs like you know heal the world for example or songs like um billy jean you know what i mean songs like uh songs from the album of the key and the key of life and stuff like that um when things got dark or when things were were good and happy as like anthems to like yeah this is this is a good day you know what i mean yeah yeah absolutely do you feel like that's something that your character would have done or like do you think that you relate to him in that way of um because he he seems like a very quiet reserved person just naturally and um do you think that maybe that's one of his escapes uh, to kind of internally deal with his own struggles? Yeah, I definitely think um, Marcel would be someone who turns to art and um, creative outlets to um, mask or heal the pain of, you know, certain things that goes on in his life, his home life, you know what I'm saying, his family life, being outcasted from school and things like that. I think he, he turns to a lot of creative outlets that are not necessarily seen as creative outlets in the moment, but the root of the outlets are are definitely created if, if put in the right um, environment, using the right context. Um, and just kind of speaking about like bringing people together um, and community, Ilya, uh, your character, Dr. J, even, even just in like a quick Google search, it seems like the kind of roles that you gravitate towards uh, with this and, and damaged disciples, um, uh, you seem to really connect with people that want to bring people together um, from opposing backgrounds uh, as a guidance counselor and then um, as a role in, in that movie as well. Is there somebody in your own life that, that you're inspired by in that regard or that you, you'd like to emulate uh, with this idea of, of unity and inclusion? Um, I wouldn't say that there's a, a particular individual. Um, I more so look at society as a whole. And um, when I just look at society, I kind of see how separate people are. And my whole mentality with just in general is that, you know, there's a lot of people who think, you know, they can't do this or they can't do that. And my whole mantra just in general with life, and especially with this character, is kind of showing people that you know you can do this thing that you think is impossible and you know trying to encourage people that you know regardless of the situation that you're in you know you can get to where you want and that there are going to be people who are going to be able to help you get there so I, I don't really I wouldn't say that there's a person that I really look to but more so I just looked uh, at society as a whole yeah I definitely think there's a lot of of inspiration to draw from from in that regard and like hindsight is twenty twenty, and it seems like with everything going on today, um, people are so self-focused 
in, in their own personal interests and even just being asked to wear a mask. Um, they, there's not that idea of what I can do can impact someone else and, and this sense of community and togetherness. Yeah. Um, and I, I definitely feel like that's a type of lesson that really should resonate a lot more with, with people in today's society. So Caitlin, uh, I, we've kind of hinted on before about the idea of, um, of the justice system kind of being more focused on uh, punishment and less about reform and helping someone grow from their personal struggles or, or crimes. Um, do you think, uh, and, and this can be open to anybody else as well, if, if you have a, a good, uh, a, an example, do you think that this program um, that Dr. J introduces in the, in the film, um, do you think that this type of program would have worked in your own high school? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, yeah, because I went to a charter school, so it was very like math and science focused, which is kind of weird, first of all, because I'm not very math and science <laughs> but yeah, just a side note, it was actually on top of the art school. Like <laughs> we were the top floor and the art school's on the bottom. But anyway, wow. um, yeah, so I think it was weird because it was almost like everybody there was so academic that you could tell that they're being influenced from their parents in a way like you often wondered if a lot of their motivation was coming from within or if it was just like their home lives um because we had kids who i'm not even joking we had they would take five ap's and you would have to sign a waiver that you wouldn't commit suicide <laughs> or oh that my gosh that's hectic <laughs> Yeah, that was not me. I was like, okay, maybe I'll take one, but <laughs> but it was crazy. And um, there were there was so much competition, which I guess kind of reminds me of my character because it's a little bit the opposite of me as a person. But you know, she wanted to be somebody with a math and science focus, and she really liked that kind of thing. When her parents wanted her to do art, and I feel like at my school there was a lot of that pressure of like you're going to be a doctor, you're going to be like the next president because everybody was trying to achieve so much there. So I feel like a program where you could actually reflect and have a moment to be like, hey, maybe I don't like this. Maybe my parents just like this, and I've never even had a moment to question it. You know, yeah. I feel like you need that kind of thing. I definitely, I definitely. Uh envy a lot of European schools that encourage students to take a gap year between high school and college. Mm. Um, because I feel like there's so much personal growth that happens in that short period of time. And you're right, there's so much pressure from such a young age to say, this is what your career is going to be like, this is what you're going to do the rest of your life. And you've yeah. just figured out how to be a person. And <laughs> you don't even know what kind of person you want to be yet. Yeah. Um, so to say, um, to have a place, a safe place like this, where you can kind of talk about your own personal interest and really start to identify um, what your interests are and what your parents' interests are, like you said. Um, I, I absolutely agree. That would be an incredibly helpful place for young people. Yeah. Has anybody else here kind of struggled with that sense of identity or maybe um, know somebody that has? Um, a little bit more so in the sense of kind of like when I was really little, I found out about college and I started freaking out about it. And then my mom was like, don't worry about that. Like you're so little. Cause I was literally, I was probably maybe five <laughs> yeah. at the oldest at the time. And so she was like, don't worry about it. 
So I literally did not worry about it. And then like senior year was there and I was like, oh, what am I gonna do? <laughs> but I did, I went to a performing, uh, visual and performing arts high school. So I was already doing theater and it was something that I wanted to continue doing. I just didn't really know where to go from there. Cause it was kind of like, you know, not to put my parents on blast, but my mom kind of put like academic and like college hopes on my older sister who like is very good at schoolwork, but like when it came time for me, it was just like, oh, oh yeah, where do you want to go? And it's like, oh, yeah. we didn't talk about this. I, I think I actually had the benefit of, because I was actually homeschooled. So being homeschooled, the pressure of pursuing um, academics, academic achievements um, was not so heavy. It was more so on, this is what you need to learn as far as your academics are concerned, but we also wanna know, you're gonna learn from a young age what you like to do, who you are as a person. Um, that mindset could be um, the game changer if implemented into the, the current system because it's like, okay, from a young age, yes, we're gonna tell you about this option, which is college, but we're also gonna tell you about this option. Maybe you wanna be an electrician or maybe you wanna be uh, in the arts, or maybe you want to, um, you know what I'm saying, maybe you do want to go to college, but we want to present all of the options and not just say, this is the way, you know, that you have to go. You know what I mean? I think I had the benefit of being homeschooled, or I had that benefit because I was homeschooled. Um, that kind of adds that that different um, perspective. Yeah, because it, it, it's people that know you that are, are connected with you enough to be able to see what your interests are. Mm -hmm. Whereas at a school, um, I mean, you might have a guidance counselor that, or like an advisor that knows what program you're in or knows the kind of like general path, but they don't really know who you are and what you yeah. really want to do. And, and it gives you more of a freedom to just try things. And if you don't like it or you fail at it and you say, Hey, this is not for me, you know what I mean? then you pull out and you do something else, you direct your energy, but you go 100% at whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, you have to be allowed to, you know, blossom yeah. into what you want to do and things that interest you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I personally, I, I completely understand that feeling. And and um, I, I was a music major in college and just dove headfirst into that. And that was what I felt like I wanted to do since I was in middle school. Mm -hmm. And then you just get, sometimes you just get burned out from something that you you thought was going to be a career, but really just ends up being more of a, a hobby mm -hmm. um, and something that's more of just for your own personal gratification and not necessarily for financial gain. Yeah. Um, and just, I, I wish I had had a moment to reflect on that earlier on. Um, and, and granted, like, I, I think at a certain point you realize that every step you've taken has led you to who you are and what you have become today so in that in that regard i'm thankful yeah. um but I, I do wish it was more socially acceptable to kind of talk about um and just just ask questions about your future and and yeah. have good resources to go to yeah schooling options should be much more widely talked about rather than just public and private private school because people have like weird stereotypes about kids that are homeschooled and like there's also montessori school which is pretty much they give you the work and you pick which one you're going to do as long as it gets done, which, you know, for some people 
that works much better for them. Some people need the structure of the school and they work well under that, but you know, not mm-hmm. everybody does. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so Jordan, um, in, in 2017, there was a study that, that showed that a third of African-American, uh, African-Americans who needed mental health care, um, did not receive it. Uh, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Let me back up. So there was a study that showed that only a third, um, of African-Americans that needed mental health care received it. Um, do you think that projects like this, um, and, and resources that are provided like this uh, can help destigmatize therapy and other types of mental health resources? Um, yes, I do, because in communities of color in general, but specifically in Black communities, um, mental health is highly stigmatized. It's highly, it's not a sensitive conversation. A lot of people don't want to talk about depression or things like that. It's like, you know, you'll have conversations with your parents, like, you know, I feel some type of way, and they're kind of like, you know, well, everyone's sad, you know, everyone gets anxious and it's like your problems are kind of brushed off and when you bring like when people bring up the um like therapy like maybe you need to go to therapy it's like your initial reaction it's like there's nothing wrong with me i don't need therapy because i haven't been to that myself being a psychology major and knowing the stigma behind like mental illness i've recently had a doctor suggest that i go to a therapist and my first reaction was there's something wrong with me i don't need a therapist and then i had to like step back and say okay like let's actually talk and just because you're going to therapy or just because you're going to counseling or things like that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It doesn't mean you're crazy. But I feel like sometimes the way that mental health solutions are presented to people, it gives you that feeling of, I don't want to be seen as the person who's crazy. I don't want to be seen as the person who's depressed, things like that. So when you have these softer approaches to mental health that allows like group settings and things like that, because some people are intimidated with one-on-one type therapies. I mean, some people don't want to feel like they're the only person who's like they're getting talked at or some people don't want to just sit there and talk about themselves. Some people want to listen and hear that other people are going through same things as, as they are. So when I look at like group therapy, especially for youth, um, I think group therapy is an excellent way to break the ice of mental illness because you can see that a lot of people are going through a lot of the same things as you. And then if you feel comfortable enough that you want to actually pursue other like mental health maybe maybe you do want to do one-on-one intensive type therapy it's like you have that introduction to mental health that it you can already start to um destigmatize it for yourself to know that you know a lot of people go to therapy a lot of people need to go to therapy a lot of people don't go to therapy and there's nothing wrong with getting help seeking help there's nothing some people just go to therapy just because they want to talk to somebody it's like there's nothing wrong with you if you do go to therapy or if you do go to these group sessions and things like that so i feel like especially in school systems and stuff like that that um you know softer approaches to mental health especially in communities of color are definitely needed i i think you really hit on something and i i I totally agree that um just because you're seeing some kind of counseling or seeking mental health care in some some form or fashion doesn't mean that anything's broken at all. And I think that right. that's, that idea has just been so ingrained into our heads mm-hmm. because for so long we didn't really understand mental health care. Um, but I personally, I think it's just as important as, as going to see a doctor for your physical health. Yeah. Um, so just going in to talk to somebody from a, with a different perspective that can kind of look from the outside in just to kind of see and maybe just make some little adjustments about where you're at in your life, what your where your head's at. Um, right. I think I I think if 
if left unchecked long enough, your mental health can start having physical ailment or symptoms as well. Absolutely. So, so knowing that you're on the right track and really just having somebody else tell you that everything is going to be okay, as simple as that is, is so affirming in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Do you, do any of you guys think that you would have talked to your characters in high school? Um, or do you feel like maybe you're, you're, you're similar in a lot of ways, or was it, was it kind of a stretch for you to, to become these different characters? I think for me, I am the polar opposite of my character in a lot of ways. Uh, my character is tough, stone, cold, um, doesn't really care about too much that goes on outside of his own, you know what I'm saying, bubble. Um, Marcel is a very uh, introverted person with no type of extrovert tendencies at all. Um, and for me, that's kind of like the opposite. I'm kind of bubbly, bubbly. Uh, I have more of extroverted, uh, tendencies with me, but at the same time, I probably would talk to, um, Marcel if I was in the same high school as him, just because he looks so angry and so cold on the outside. I'm like, you know, Hey, you, you all right. You good. You need anything like stuff like that especially if I hadn't seen him in a while or, or, you know, I see a, a shift in his behavior. You know what I mean? Kaya, Celine, do you think, do you think that, uh, cause you don't, you don't seem like somebody that would get into a fight just from the, the little bit of conversation <laughs> we've had here. Matter of fact, no um I mean as far as my character there's similarities and differences I wasn't as isolated as my character I would have for sure talked to her um I talked to pretty much everyone in my high school um but I did have you know my fair share of you know (laughs) (laughs) confrontations no I only had I only had like one actual actual fight but like I did not start that and like he's a shit. <laughs> Fair enough. Ilya, do you how how do you think or do you feel that you have grown at all from this role? Um, do you think that you've just from the whole process of making this as a whole, uh, do you think that you've grown or progressed at all as a as a as a person? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um I really I, I was really proud of this project and just to be a part of it because I just feel like it it has so much meaning and, and it just I think it has such an ability to affect so many people. Um, but, you know, when when taking on this role, you know, as the counselor, kind of the person who's guiding, trying to get people to open up more, it, it really gives you a new perspective, you know, that it, it kind of makes you realize that, hey, you know, there, there are things that are going on with people that they might not want to talk about but you know just being that person to you know be an outlet for them be a person you know say hey or if you are going through anything you know please come talk to me but so for me it really kind of just opened my eyes up to you know there's so many people out there that you know we might see them every single day and and for us it might be normal but you know 
for them, they might be going through something. So it kind of allows me to be just more aware, cognizant of the people around me and just understanding that we all go through things, but kind of knowing that there's always going to be someone who wants to help and who's willing to step in and hear you and be your support system. So, you know, and I feel like, especially with today and society, that's something that definitely needs to be voiced a lot louder that, you know, there are people out there who want to help and, you know, that we're going to, we want to help you through it. So for me, it really allowed me to open my eyes and just kind of, you know, see the large scope of things. So, you know, I love the project and what it means for it. I'm, I, I think, you know, for me, it's definitely helped me grow as a person. That's awesome. It, it, it seems like a, like just from reading the script and, and talking to you guys, it, it's, this definitely seems like a very meaningful kind of project and something that I, I think needs to be talked about more um, with a lot of people. And, and uh, Caitlin, do you think that, because your character, I feel like um, more than a, a, more than most of the characters in this is very withdrawn um, and really is, is hiding so much of what she's having to deal with um, from our home, home life. Um, maybe, besides Bryson, but do you, do you think that this has made you more empathetic to people like that or more acutely in tune with maybe what somebody's going through internally? Yeah. Um, I'd say because, because I don't really relate to her very much in terms of like, I was never like the popular kind of mean girl person. So, but I think it's important to realize that those people are not just like the outward facade that they give off in Instagram or like even in the school setting. And even though people can be mean, like, uh, I don't know. I feel like it's important to understand that like they might have things like that, that the meanness is just reflecting from things that they're unhappy about or the control that they feel like they need to have that they don't have at home. And I feel like that was something that was hard for me to understand when I was younger because, I mean, I think we all get bullied in middle school at some point, but like middle school was pretty rough for me. And uh, and at, I just used to kind of like mentally write people off who were like my character as like unredeemable, I guess. Like I wouldn't, I, I was never even strong enough to say that or like stand up for myself to them. But it was like, I guess a survival way for someone who was kind of nerdy to think like, oh, they're just like a horrible person, yada, yada. But as I've gotten a lot older and then especially like through this project and maturity, you start to realize that nobody's black and white, you know, there's always like a, a 3D story going on. So it's important. Some people, you know, really are bad people, but you should at least give it a chance to find out, right? Like, you just don't know what the story is. So I think it was pretty interesting to explore that, like actually feeling what it feels like through the character to be someone like that kind of helped even open my view even more, I guess. So it was a good experience for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Josh, what, what do you think, or what do you want people to kind of take away after seeing this? Or how, how do you hope that people are going to, um, to change or grow from this type of project? What I want people to take away from it mostly, probably something that most people have said is just that, um, I know Jordan said it earlier, it's not when people act out, especially at a certain age, it's almost never simply because they're a bad person. Because, like, you take Marcel, for example, 
you know, he cut everybody off. He shut down. He stopped talking to everybody. But he also didn't tell anyone that his dad was in jail for his entire life and that his mother was killed when he was in middle school. And then, you know, like every character is reacting to something extremely serious that's going on in their life that they basically told no one. And so I, I feel like in life, a lot of people look at certain people who do things, you know, you, well, we used to be friends in high school and then you just stop talking to me all of a sudden forever. And of course, it's not an excuse for someone who goes through something to act the way that they act. But at the same time, a lot of people just kind of write it off as, wow, they're just a terrible person. You know, they just don't care. They ABC. When at the same time, it's like everyone's going through something and most of the time, no one's telling you what they're going through. And so that's basically what I want. Of course, like I said, this was Jordan's story. She wrote the story. I just gave everybody lines. But <laughs> at the same time, I did um, kind of identify and see a lot of this happen in real life by, you know, going like I, me and Jordan were also homeschooled like Sean. And so the homeschoolers are weird stigma was definitely something that we were hit with our entire lives. And then um, I played baseball my entire life up until college. And I didn't live in a, a, a community that was like super baseball friendly, not friendly, but pro baseball. So I, all my friends playing football and basketball. I'm like, well, I play baseball. And then <clears throat> you get hit with that stigma so it's like for me to write a story about characters who are on the outside looking at it kind of like it wasn't hard basically because I like I said, I've seen it my entire life and then I continued to see it as I was writing it while going to school and all things like that I definitely think that's one of the, the one of the big draws about this type of story and what this what this project is that it's so universal and that everybody to some degree or another has gone through a some somewhat of an experience like one of these characters. Either they were the bully or they are bullied or they struggle with identity. Um, in middle school and high school, it's just such a, it, it's such a time that's filled with turmoil um, just internally for so many people that like nobody walks into ninth grade knowing who they're gonna be the rest of their life and is right. confident right off the bat. Um, so it just this idea of, of finding this group of people to connect with and, help establish who you want to be around people that you trust um, that maybe outwardly seem like they're from different backgrounds, but internally um, and in their own personal life, there's, there's so much, so much that connects them um, more than what's initially seen. I, I think that's, that's um, just so powerful for a story like this to be able to tell. Um, so I, I really appreciate you guys opening up about all this and about your own personal experiences. And uh, thank you for being a, a part of this and, and talk with me about everything. Um, do any of you guys have any like final send off thoughts that you'd like to share about this project or about um, uh, like mental health in general, like something you wanna, you wanna share? I think everybody uh, kind of <laughs> shared pretty much the overarching theme of um, make sure you're not putting a label on somebody and making them the outcast just because you don't understand the full story. Um, and then two, coming together is the only thing that's going to help us move forward. That's, that, that's probably the overarching thing for me. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely a good theme to have also as far as mental health, because I know everybody staying inside is, you know, going crazy and they're like, I just want to get out of the house. Um, 
even even before everything happened, people weren't really taking care of themselves. You know, just start a journal, like even if it's not every day. Like when you were a kid, you used to diary and you used to love that. So now that you're older, just start diarying again. Um, and it will definitely help find the other hobbies that you can do in your house. Just go outside and breathe, you know, ride a bike, take a walk, you know, maybe volunteer to help at the animal shelter or, you know, take in a pet, you know, if you are capable <laughs> and are well so to do. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you know, just take care of yourself, you know, try and uh, find the right people because, you know, not everybody needs to be friends with everybody and some people are not meant for you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, I guess the thing I would say is just, you know, reach out to your family and friends, and especially in times like this where, you know, everyone's so isolated, you know, reach out to your friends, family, and just check up on them, make sure that they're doing okay. A, a, a small conversation can make a world of difference. So, you know, especially in time like this, so just check in. 100%. <laughs> I agree. I think you guys all wrapped it up pretty well. Um, but yeah, as Sean was saying at the beginning, that's just like such a big thing to like learn in life. And I think it changes everything about your outlook. Like if somebody's mean to you or if you don't get why someone's acting that way, don't let it like be a reflection of you because you just don't know. So, yeah. Well said. Yep. I think that's a, that's a good note to end on. Um, yep. So thank again, thank you guys. Um, really enjoyed this talk and uh, good luck with the rest of the project with getting this out um, and uh, in all future endeavors. Uh, I think you guys are a really talented group and I, I can't wait to watch the film. Yeah.